The room is relationships. The room is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? Uh, the room is different cookie cutter、mm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Allison. Oh hi, Rob. Oh hi, listeners. We're here to talk about minute seventeen, the slow prelude to more sex, part two, in which Mark plays hard to get and then plays much less hard to get. I was going to say who wants to say what happens in this minute, but that's pretty much it. No. <laughs> <laughs> She pulls him out of the chair and then eventually gets him to stop fighting. Oh hi, I was just uh, um sorry,、oh, I was hi, hi earlier. Hi, uh, I I, uh, I was making a cake. I really I don't even have any cake mix. Do you can you can I borrow some? Well, since this apartment in the room doesn't seem to have a kitchen that we ever see, no. Okay, I don't know why I'm doing this bit. This isn't even my minute. But、uh, anyway, yeah, Mark and Lisa. <laughs> I guess we can.、Uh, you're still talking about that. Yeah, Mark's still playing hard to get. He puts his wine down, and Lisa gets in the movie. She's a bit pushy, I would say. In the script, she's crying, so it's more like a sad begging. Yeah, she's、um, guilting him. Yeah, I need you. I love you. I don't want to get married. And then she says, "My favorite line." Which is I need you to make love to me. <laughs> it's not a want; it's a need. I need you to make love to me. Yeah, she needs it. For, yeah, I guess to make her feel better.、Uh, but she loves him. I guess so. She's in love with him, and she, she needs him to make love to her. <laughs> is she in love, or is she in like? No, <laughs> you can't love anyone.、She、can't love anyone. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah,、right? the psychiatrist tells us that. So. Yeah, jumping ahead again. Yeah,、But、everything's gonna be fine, right? Everything's gonna be fine. Totally. That's what Mark tells her, which makes no sense as a response. <laughs> it's just something that gets thrown in there every every now and then. In this, it's another line that's repeated pretty often, right?、Like, oh yeah,、mm-hmm. oh, everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, your your best friend's future wife just hit on you. Everything's going to be fine. I promise. She didn't even say anything wouldn't be. He says he says I don't think so. Right. Everything's gonna be fine. And he just starts making out with her.、But、everything's going to be fine. Sounds more like a response to what she told her mother about, like she's not sure about Johnny. It doesn't fit with what she's told him. It does seem like someone skipped a line, or there's a line missing, a couple lines maybe. I haven't watched the whole thing through, but I'm pretty sure the ending of the movie is happy, so everything turns out fine. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a happy ending, right? It's classic love story ends with the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> that's foreshadowing for just a yeah. It's going to turn out okay. So they keep telling us so. Everything's going to be fine. That means wedding, happy wedding at the end, and male female relations are reified. It's perfect. It ends in a thruple.、Well, that'd be great. What happens with Mark in that story though? Have a lot of issues. I mean, she wouldn't be bored in that. I would hope. No, be- she'd realize that she's not bored because Johnny is what makes her life better. Johnny and Mark together、yeah. as a thruple. They're best friends、yeah. already, so it's it's pretty、uh, an easy jump to make. And then the occasional tryst with Denny. Yeah, yeah. Denny just、this? hangs out eating apples. Well, he just likes to watch. He likes to watch and eat apples and make make、uh, and bake things. Yeah. Lisa gets up. She pulls Mark to his feet and she puts his hand on her head. 
which in my notes I said is activating the deep-seated hypnosis programming she's been putting into him for years, obviously. <laughs> so we were talking about hypnosis last minute, and it, it works. Like, this is the signal. That's why she keeps touching his face. She can't remember where she programmed it. So we've talked about why Lisa is doing this. She's bored. I think I, we can accept that. She's bored and she craves drama, so she's going to cheat on her, her boring husband. Um, but why Mark sort of goes along with it at this point. Why do we think Mark is doing this? Is he just, uh, just a horn dog or does he have like some deep seated, uh, sort of resentment of Johnny? At this point, we wouldn't know. We haven't, we met Mark in their phone conversation and then this. So we know that he's busy. He's very busy. Yeah, he was busy yesterday, but he can't, he, he's, he came over. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, a, we don't, we don't really know anything about Mark at this point. No, we knew more, a little more in the script because we know that Johnny saved his life and it was because of Lisa, but we don't know oh. the circumstances. But in the movie, we don't even get that much. Okay, well, that was cut, I guess. Okay. He owes Lisa something, but we don't know what. He owes Lisa something? Is that, is that? Yeah. She said, you owe me one. You owe me one anyway. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Phone conversation. Owes her something. That's usually how you thank someone for saving your life, right? Yeah. It's two Yomi, kid. That's two Yomi, Junior. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's interesting. I'm looking back at the line. She didn't claim the owing for him coming over. It was for him talking right now on the phone. So I don't think he owes her anything anymore. Because I want to talk right now. You owe me one anyway. So he called her at some point and had to talk. And she was like, oh, I'm busy, but okay. Yeah. I owe you one. And he had to do the same. <laughs> It's it's a pretty small uh, that's a small stakes uh uh exchange. I like that. But people can you owe little things. It's it's much easier to pay. Yeah. Like you owe me a phone conversation. Okay. I can do that. Sure. It's infatuation. But that still doesn't tell us why Mark goes along with it. Has he been jealous for the past five to seven years or however long it was he's been Johnny's best friend? Johnny's my best friend. Possibly. Uh it, he just has morals. The way it could have been played if if the actors had been better directed, it could have been if they played it really heightened and she was crying and, and like it could have it could have made more sense. Like, OK, you know, if you're going to I don't want you to hurt yourself or if you're in like a, you know, I, I'll do whatever you, you want to just sort of get you through this. But that's not quite it plays as more manipulative and it's kind of clearly manipulative. So it seems it seems odd for him to make that choice. Yeah. And as scripted, she is crying. And so it's a little more of that, but that could have made more sense a little bit, but, but then somewhere between writing that script and directing the scene, Tommy changed his mind. He just didn't feel like getting that, getting that high and, and uh, getting that, uh, that emotional level for this movie at this point. Maybe he had her film like this perfect scene where she's crying and it's sad. And then it makes sense that Mark gets with her. And he's like, no, now we might feel bad for Lisa. And I don't want that. Maybe. She's the villain. Exactly. Yeah. They don't want her to be sympathetic. They don't want her to be a sympathetic character. They want her to be the fat, evil villain. <laughs> Well, and this, I just noticed this is minute 17, which means Tommy Wiseau also knows his film structure. Because minute 17 is generally where you get the moment that defines what the film is about. So you nailed that part. Yeah. It's all about how we portray Lisa. And so he made the more villainous take be the one they used. Because that's the point. Lisa's the bad guy. Johnny's the good guy. Mark is the tool that she will use. Mark is the hot tool. He is hot. He still looks good. Good. It's better looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that, like Lisa looks looks so so dated. Uh, she looks like she's sort of going for a. It just looks very early two thousands. Whereas Mark is like, okay, I can play anywhere. I don't know. He, he looks a little more contemporary to me somehow. Yeah. Where he rocks that beard. Yeah, he still looks basically the same now. Yeah, that's just his. That's just his look. It's simpler for men in a lot of ways. 
looks don't change quite as much. Yeah, and his fashion choices don't get overrun as easily. Mm-hmm. Now, he does give in fairly quickly once he's on his feet, but that's kind of the classic way you do it in like a romantic comedy, if that's for that, is that once they're close and she kisses him, the fight's over. I guess a theater teacher once told me if you get that close to someone, you have to kiss them or kill them. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. The alternative would have been interesting. Minute 17 would have been kind of early for that. Yeah. She kills Mark and then goes to find Johnny's next friend. Yeah, that would have changed the whole plot oh, of the movie. That would have been an interesting uh, interesting movie. She would have been more villainous that way. Mm-hmm. She's just like she's just a serial killer. And then she's got to hide the bodies all around the apartment and hope that uh, Johnny doesn't find Oh. I, this this is already sounding like a better movie to me. It's a mystery <laughs> that Johnny has to solve, but he's engaged the killer. And that's why she gets him drunk, is so he doesn't have the energy to look around and find yeah. things in the apartment. She gets him drunk, so he has, he's, he's impaired, but he has to do it. He has to figure it out, solve the mystery. And she could start, maybe she could start, uh, you know, baking the, the bodies into pies. <laughs> it could be a whole Sweeney Todd thing. We could get that, that element going. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking this. I think we should make. I think we should make it. We should pitch it to Tommy. Yeah. Oh yeah, sequel. The Room Two, <laughs> even roomier. The Room Two. <laughs> the return of Lisa. Well, no, really, The Room Two would just be where we do find out that all along Johnny was a vampire and shooting himself didn't help. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, we have to explain it. Him coming back. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Tommy Wiseau would would have no issues just bringing that character back to life somehow. <laughs> well, how did they bring the dad back in Roseanne? Because the dad was dead, right? Uh, so, however, they brought him back. They just we could take that. Ignored part of the finale from before. That there you go. So we just ignore it. <laughs> she was writing the whole story anyway, so they were just like, "No, he didn't die." Just no. tell people what happened. They'll accept it. Everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Right. All they have to do is keep reminding us, Johnny didn't shoot himself. And we're like, oh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> Why would he do that? I was just, uh, I, I went to the emergency room and the doctor said, everything's going to be fine. So, yeah, anyway, uh, how's your sex life? Yeah, he couldn't die because he just loved Lisa <laughs> so much. Yeah, his, his love, uh, his, his love brought him back. Yeah. yeah. So I was, this, this, this minute is a little bit bare bones. Uh, I thought I'd yeah. bring up, we'll talk about a different movie in the, the next minute, spoiler alert, but uh, I was going to bring up, uh, have you seen Retro Puppet Master or heard of it? Yes. Cause Drake's oh, yes. is in it. Drake Sestero <laughs> did before this movie. Yep. I think there might be some hypnosis in that too. I remember it being. It was, and while, and while he was friends with, uh, Tommy Wiseau and Tommy was a little jealous that he got a lead role in a movie. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's, yeah, he, he was the lead doing a French accent. Weirdly, while his accent comes across as weird, that's how he sort of talks or used to talk because his mother's French. Oh, weird. I didn't know that. And so he's going for a genuine French accent, but it, I think, Possibly it's so genuine we don't believe it because it's a specific French accent. Yeah, I remember when I when I saw it, I was like, oh, this actually surprisingly is uh, sounds pretty good considering it's Greg Sestero. Well, in the Puppet Master movies, go back and forth from scene to scene on being super entertaining and yeah. kind of boring. Yeah, I, I had low expectations for all- sure, but I was like, oh, Greg Sestero is actually not doing bad in this. I'm pretty sure I saw Retro Puppet Master when it first like was released oh, wow. too, but then I watched it again. Humble brag. Here, getting into this. <laughs> I used to rent all the full moon movies. Awesome. <laughs> with my sister. So that's, I, I respect that very, very much. <laughs> now, notes from a midnight screening. Notes from a midnight screening. Uh, once again, this is going to be a lot of negative stuff about Lisa because what else are you going to do? Because Lisa's a big fat. <laughs> <laughs> when Mark says, I'm leaving now, you got to scream. Yeah. Cause good. And right in the middle of her begging, I'd- I don't want to get married anymore. I don't love Johnny. Usually it's not the whole audience, but someone will call her a bitch. (laughs) 
And when she gets off uh, Mark's lap, someone will say, oh, that feels better. Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> They're so mean to her. Um, lots of no, no, no as she's, like, getting close to him and going to kiss him. We get another focus shot when she first pulls him close. And when they kiss four times at the end of the minute, we get a sound like she's eating him. Going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> God, that's so That's so, that's terrible. But essentially, the midnight screening version of Lisa is this really fat, villainous woman who eats people. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Which might be a better it's, movie. It's not, it's not, not funny either. I don't know. It's, it's making me laugh, I gotta admit. Yeah. And, um, that's all I have for minute 17. <laughs> Anyone have any other notes? Nope. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. That's right. I promise. The movie ends in a happy trouble. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Murrin. Yes. Where can the listeners hear more from you? Well, uh, since I, I talked about Point Break Minute last time, uh, that is over. Um, next, I will be uh, starting up The Cast and The Furious with uh, um, Jonathan Howell of Minute Impossible. Nice. It's going to be a more limited uh, release series. We're going to do the Fast and the Furious series, one quarter movie at a time, just as just as Vin Diesel would want it to be done. <laughs> we got the group, the Facebook group going, which is pretty fun. Cast and the Furious Auto Club. Um, we have not released any audio yet. Uh, I think that we did like a teaser, and uh, at the on the last minute of Point Break minute, we do a crossover to uh, the first minute of fa- the Fast and the Furious. Nice. But uh, we haven't officially released anything uh, of, of our our latest product, but we we will be doing that soon. But it's nothing wrong when people make fun of the project. In this case, the room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us! <laughs>